Welcome back to The Square. I am your host, Curtis the Fifth. And I'm Curtis the Fourth. And we have made it all the way to week 16 now. Again, say it almost every week now. It's going by way too fast. Uh, but this was a quite interesting week we had on hand. Uh, from Thursday to the rescheduling to the Saturday game, Sunday, Monday, and even Tuesday had some interesting stuff to say the least um we will get to all of that we will start uh with with our uh recap as always of the previous week week 15 um we will go ahead and dive into some news heading into week 16 uh power rankings game picks that'll all come in due time uh so let's go ahead and dive right in and look all the way back at thursday it all started overtime (laughs) great way to kick it off and Crushing defeat there for for the Chargers there. Uh, Chiefs get a win on the road, thirty four twenty eight um, in overtime. Like I said, Travis Kelsey had himself a day uh, in the second half anyway. Um, and the Chargers again don't know how to close out games. No um, power win for the Q Chiefs. I want to say good you know, congratulations. That that was one as a Chiefs fan that definitely. One that um, helps me sleep better at night, that they can uh, win the big game, they can win the close one. Yeah. Um, but I think back to like the Baltimore game week two, they they, they had it. Yeah. It's one of those you can't get back. And I feel before you, the defense got good. I woke up or whatever you want to call it, became relevant. I feel suspect defense. <laughs> I mean, it's not great, news. but it is. But it, it also was never a historically bad defense that it was at the beginning of the year. No, giving uh, up thirty plus points a game on every single game was just like, what the heck are we doing here? I don't. I think what magnified it more so, uh, not to go get veer off of this game too much. I, I think what helped magnify that was the fact that the offense disappeared for a few weeks. Yeah, and that was that's troubling because okay, we understand it. A defense. few weeks, goddamn, that was almost the whole season. No, I know. I, I'm I'm a, I'm joking around. Stop. I'm over exaggerate. Anyway. <laughs> Before about a good three week stretch, you you see me over. I'm like I I, I don't know what the issue. Yeah. You know, there I, was no explanation. I had nothing for it. to say. It just leave me alone. Don't, <laughs> don't bring it up. It's non topic, really. So very excited to see that, especially on a short week. On a, you know, I I am not a, a fan of Thursday night games. Not at all. At all. I mean, fantasy fan. Just, I just don't like. It. I think it's just bad for football. I think they really need to address a Friday or a Saturday night game and stay it and just yeah. give these guys they need an ex they need at least another day and that's it. a short week is exactly what it is they basically they don't practice and they don't have Get time one to heal one walk through one rest day and then it's back to football right not much rehab it's just it's too 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 short of a turnaround i i think a thursday night game would only work in the aspects of a team coming off a bye that's it yeah other than that i don't think there should be any relevance to yeah. They really need to rethink this. But moving on, that's a whole other <laughs> topic that I have. But I'm overly impressed. Tra- like you said, Travis Kelsey, I mean, I don't know, showed up and showed out in the second half. I mean, damn near in their whole game. But, I mean, he really I mean, the two touchdowns the that were yeah. – here's the... Now, I, I know you're going to continue yeah. to revel in your Chiefs victory of there. Course. But absolutely, I'm I'm thoroughly disappointed in the Chargers' defense in the second half. Especially when you've neutralized Tyreek Hill to a to a degree, 
I mean, mm-hmm. as much as you can neutralize a Tyreek Hill. And you've got one guy to cover on the field, and it's just Travis Kelsey. I mean, I know CEH and Daryl Williams have been some they, – they've been busting games open over the last few weeks. I, I know uh, Nicole Hardman had himself a day just a couple of weeks ago. Eh. Um, <laughs> this is his first one in his career, but eh. <laughs> but still, you had one guy to cover, and that was Travis Kelsey. And I get it. It's hard to cover all those weapons on the field. He'll get a catch. But the lack of tackling on the second and third level of the defense was atrocious. They weren't coming to hit. They weren't coming to wrap and, and make sure that they, they don't get yak yards. But mm-hmm. Travis Kelsey on both of his big plays were just, well, I'm just going to basically, it was the slowest juke move for about five yards that he did to try to juke out the safety. Mm-hmm. And the safety completely whiffs. It's like he didn't even slow him down. He didn't break stride. He, he didn't go anywhere. It's just, you just completely missed. What are we doing? When, what happened to pursuit ankles? What, what happened to just attack the hip, attack that inside hip? I I, I don't know. Um, like all, all the props goes to Kansas City for winning this game and coming back in this game because they were down for much of it. Uh, outside, I mean, they got up on them to begin with it, but then second and third quarter, they were just down. It just didn't seem like they had any life. And then, boom, fourth quarter happens. They they turn it on like a switch, like which we thought we we could see out of this team, but this is the first time to me Kansas City has put together a full game where even though they get down at a certain point, they're able to flip that switch and continue and win that game. All the prop goes to them for that. I'm just thoroughly disappointed in the Chargers. You had this game in your hands. You were up by two scores in the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. and. You go super conservative. I, I I really didn't like the Brandon Staley going super conservative at, at the end of the first quarter, fourth quarter there uh, on the offensive side of the ball. And then no coaching to get the defense to understand we just need one stop. Right. We get one stop and we, we bleed the clock a little bit on the offensive end. We're good. You did neither one of those two things and you lost this game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um... I, you know, I, I can't I, at taking the I division. Like this would have cannot, locked up the division for them. I can't be an apologist for the chart. You already. No, know. I'm not asking you to apologize. No, 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 I'm no. just, I'm just want people to, to understand. It. Like this was Kansas City's win. I'm, I'm not saying that. No, no, that the and Chargers I'm being lost. completely fair that this game was. I mean, it was a, it, it swayed back and forth. Yeah. What I see with the difference was taking overtime out of this equation. Kansas City coming out in the first quarter and just put, you know, yeah. being able to score. And not allow their opponents to score. They they won the first quarter. That is generally, if you ever going to get Kansas City, you're generally getting them in that first quarter mm-hmm. and and early second quarter. For they the most part, nothing. I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, they that which they did, and then they came surging back with 14. But you know, and then came you know a conservative third quarter, and then the explosion in the fourth. So I just, I'm I'm disappointed in the Chargers defense in that fourth quarter. It was it, that was atrocious. So I would say after only seeing that you know Tyreek Hill, who actually did have a damn a damn good game, but yeah, over yeah. shit completely overshadowed <laughs> by Kelsey. Um, you take them two out of the equation, there's really no stats to go around. So the only the the the, the X factor here is obviously, obviously Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, <laughs> and that was the difference maker. 
whoever who cut up, you know, picked up all the slack beyond, okay, there was these two guys. I mean, but damn, you let these two guys put up production for like six guys, you know, and it's, I mean, come on, 410 yards. I didn't even realize he had that. I mean, I wasn't surprised after that fourth quarter. It didn't look like a 400-yard game, but it was kind of thing because it was just, I mean, it was so evenly, you know, matched in the aspect. It just went back and forth in the scoring when you put it all together. It just kind of, it was Chiefs for one moment, then it was just all all charges, then it went back conservatively Chiefs and very quiet, and then all charges, then all Chiefs down the stretch and into the overtime overtime, and so on and so forth. Yeah, Chargers didn't even get a chance. No, man, and, and, and yeah, and that's what champions do. Don't, hey, I, I don't knock it. I mean, I, they I, need I, to change the rule. Uh, they need to change overtime, in my opinion. Again, but that's what they just that's they already. This is a, a revised version of it. Yeah, no, I know, okay. but I'm saying I think that I want them to go to college. I no kickoff, thirty yard line. You get no, I think it's twenty five, so that you can you get a chance. It's basically a drive from you from the plus twenty five. You get in the end zone, or you don't. Or you kick a field goal, or you don't. 25 yards out or 75 yards out? I don't know the rule. No, it's 25 yards out. So you're, okay. you're, the goal line is 25 yards away. You got to score a touchdown. You got to either score a touchdown, or you, you got to do whatever you can to get as many points on the board as possible. You can go ahead, and, and you get, it's basically, you, it doesn't matter if you have, if you run, like, you can run your entire playbook, basically, because mm-hmm. you can, you can run the ball. You can you can pass it. The only thing you you can't. The only thing you don't do is kick the ball off. So first and ten on the twenty five, and basically five yards outside the red zone. Yep. Okay. I mean, I- and then you, you, and then once you go, boom, goes straight back to the other team. They go from their twenty five, and they can either they can either match or if you didn't score a touchdown and kick a field goal to 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 get as most points you can, they can they can beat you on that, and they get to match, and it just goes back and forth. Until somebody either doesn't match or or, or a true shootout, I, I yeah. think I like that actually, and and and, you and can... it gives credence to both the defense and the offense. It's not just we're not defense. One... But go ahead, <laughs> true. And... No, and that's fine. But I think it also it it what it does is it limits um to a degree it will limit um injuries because you don't yeah. have to you know it's not another not to drive what, down the that field twenty two car pile up right. <laughs> So that, that that's just me, but that has nothing to do with this game. No, again, Kansas City outright won this game handedly in going down the stretch there, and all the props goes to them. And like I said, just incredibly disappointed in the Chargers' game plan and thought process and lack of defensive aggression in in the fourth quarter. So now I'm gonna ask. I I haven't looked at the like a quick look at their um, rundown of their eight and six record. Are they, just from my memory, are they dropping all the big games? Like maybe they pulled one out, but they are just not showing up for the big the big ones? Or, or Correct me if I'm wrong. Because uh, I, I get the impression they're not, they're not being able to close out the big game. I wouldn't say that. They've... They they've got a big win early on in the season at the Chiefs. Um, they they won at home versus the Browns when the Browns were still relevant. Okay. Um, they they got one against the Raiders while they were still relevant too. Mm. Um, they they lost a very close game with the Patriots. Um, they lost they they won a a, a very close game against the Eagles twenty seven twenty four. Um. Mm. They did beat the they Bengals. beat the they beat the Bengals. So that one's a big one, and they were really close in this game too. 
So, I mean, it's kind of 50-50. Yeah, they kind of admit it. Because I would even give them the Washington one. But for yeah, week Washington one, week one, that, too. That was yeah. huge. Even the 20 to 16, that kind of was. On like, the road, that's what's big. Right. And that's was, was kind of like I was on there like, eh, I don't know about this team. Yeah. yeah you know, but. And I, I guess that's part of my sentiment. It's just like they don't seem to have that next gear, you know. It's the consistency is which is missing, and it, I don't know if it's. I mean, part of it definitely in this game specifically was the offensive line. They they lost mm-hmm. uh, Rayshon Slater and um, oh, I forget his name. The another offensive lineman, very very big. But uh, so that that for one kind of hampered what uh Jackson and Eckler could do. I think Eckler didn't, ended up getting injured in this game too. Um, at some point, I thought he came back, but he, I, he came back. I I think he got a stinger or something like that. Yeah. He, had, he had to sit out a few plays. Um and he just wasn't himself in the second half, but regardless, it it shouldn't even come down to that. You were up two scores going into the fourth quarter. Win the damn game. Yeah, it was theirs to win, but um and that, and, that, and I think that's like you said, that's the difference between a champion and a contender. True. So let's oh. get to Saturday. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Colts big, big, massive win versus New England. New England got a couple of points in, in garbage time here. Did not see that coming. Like My this. goodness. I, I don't mind Indianapolis winning is not what's shocking. It's how they win. I was like, it was defensive domination. Yeah, this looked like that. Okay, that's that New England team we seen back like in week three, week yeah. four type. Like they <laughs> regressed all in one night, and now I don't even know what to think of this team. Because what was giving me so so much <clears throat> issues going into this game was, for one, and I mentioned it last week, was mm-hmm. that I hate going against Bill Belichick coming off of a bye week. Regardless of if Indianapolis is coming off the bye either, it's Bill Belichick off of a bye week. He, you, you can almost guarantee that is a win for Bill. It's bad news. Yeah. So, but the other thing that I don't know if I stated last week was the Patriots' rushing defense was uh, they they have been sneakily one of the best rushing defenses in the entire NFL this year. And not to say that Jonathan Taylor hasn't been the best rusher this year outside of Derrick Henry, but. It's just that is a that, that it's and basically can we mentioned Dalvin Cook now. I have to put his name back in there. But no, just yeah. to be fair. But, go ahead. <laughs> but Jonathan Taylor, Dalvin Cook, what whoever. Yeah. You're looking at a basically you're stuck between a rock and a hard place with this defense and these these types of rushers. It's just like the strongest man alive versus an immovable object or something like that. It's just these two forces. Force. Yeah. <laughs> these are ridiculous uh, entities going against each other. And Jonathan Taylor, I think solidified himself in the MVP conversation. I think he should be number two in the MVP conversation right now. If not number one, based off of what a team that we, we saw kind of crap the bed All right, uh, earlier this week. I agree, but let's just keep it where the NFL is going to keep it. Offensive player of the year. They not go- I know I know he deserves the MVP. You're he has preaching been- to the choir here. <laughs> you do not but you already know, <laughs> I know they are not going to give a non-quarterback this, the, well, this I Let's know just I, I'm not going to I'm not going to Voldemort no, no. this thing. No, it's no. basically Yeah, go ahead. I don't I didn't want to stop it. It's Tom Brady, ahead. it's Jonathan Taylor and it's Aaron Rodgers. Those are the three guys that are in in contention for the the MVP this year. Cup? I know pa- no, no, Cup. I, <laughs> he would be for breaking all he, kind he'd be, he, he's top five breaking records, <laughs> I mean, but, yeah, that's, he but he's he definitely did. again, that's why we got the offensive player of the year 
which I know he's in the running for that. Well, so. and, and from you bringing up Cooper Cup, I would say Jonathan Taylor should be the MVP and Cooper Cup should be the Offensive Player of the Year. I agree. <laughs> I don't think it should. Just, I just don't think quarterback should be a lock. You know, I know, and and because with the 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 game Tom Brady had, and we'll get to that game in a minute. That was atrocious. Regardless of how many guys you have to go down, that was bad. Right. And that should automatically, this late in the season, take you out of contention. And I have not been impressed with Green Bay by any stretch of imagination. They're 11-3, and three and they're their only team to lock up a, a, a I, spot I, so far. I, you know, and I've been sitting here. <laughs> I, I feel you a thousand percent because I'm sitting there like, man, I don't know why they do not pass the eye test for me. They, they just, just don't. don't. And I'm like, you're efficient. The numbers are, you know, are all positive and, you you know, the, the record is showing it. Everything is reflecting in the positive moving forward, going north, all that. And yet, when I watch you all, I am utterly unimpressed. Every Not impressed single at time all. I turn on a Green Bay game, I'm just like, you, and we'll get to them in a minute, too, mm-hmm. because I think that the game that they just had should take them out of the running. And, and, and Not to take Aaron Rodgers out of the running, but th- the game that happened just this past week against Baltimore to me, there should be no reason that game was that close. And we'll get mm-hmm. to that in a minute. But back to the Colts right. versus the Patriots. 27-17, to 17, the Colts handedly win this game. Um, Jonathan Taylor had himself a day, a 67-yard uh, run to seal the game in the fourth quarter. Uh, just I missed that. I walked away. You walked, <laughs> it One happened very play, fast. It was so the fast. The very play before that, I just walked away. <laughs> and I never went back to the game because I'm like, the game's over. It's going to run it out. Oh, they ran it out all right. Yeah. And then once I went to ESPN and looked at the box score, and I'm like, why all of a sudden I went to my fantasy team? <laughs> Happened to be playing this guy. Like, anyway, how does this man score as many? I'm like, I'm, I'm just looking. The numbers look crazy, astronomical. I'm like, what just happened? I mean, 29 for 170, and he got that touchdown. And it's also, you get the bonus points for it being a 67-yard touchdown. I mean, I'm in some crazy bonus league where uh, yeah. it, it, he probably got 20-something points on the plate alone. So whatever the case, he had 42. I'm just putting <laughs> it out there. And That's not standard, yeah. though. The standard no. leagues got, it, got him to 23. Because he was also... Uh, <laughs> Exactly, because I mean, even with my bonuses, it's with yeah. the twenty-seven, and that's like, I mean, I'm on the lower end of most <coughs> most settings of you leagues. You got more that I'm in the in. league that I thought it was accelerated that I'm in. So he that's got twenty-three in in, in my generous. other league. This is that's what I'm saying. I'm being generous <laughs> yeah. over the course of years of just tweaking it, but yeah, okay, no. you know. But Jonathan Taylor had himself a day, and the thing that I think, <sighs> I think, I think a lot of people miss this. Naheem Hines, he has been a distraction for for defenses when it comes to pass catching. I know he was only one for eight, but the amount of times I saw a linebacker have to flare out to go guard Naheem Hines just because they know what type of damage he can do out of the backfield Mm -hmm. completely opened up the middle of the field for a guy like, um, uh, Michael Pittman, uh, who it, it just, it's weird that it was five for 12 for Carson Wentz. Yeah, Zach Pascal, the leader, leading. I mean, he had one catch and he let the let him all twenty three yards. And I mean, but it was all this stuff that was all of the the passes were consequential passes. No, I understand, which <laughs> is kind of interesting, being that they did this against New England, who just did two weeks ago yeah. did the exact same thing. <laughs> like, okay, so obviously you can win without throwing the ball. I Apparently. did not know that that was even a thing in the NFL. But and people are going to use this to to rag on Carson Wentz, and and he's getting carried by Jonathan Taylor. I'm who's carrying Mac Jones. I'm sorry. Scratch all of that because Carson Wentz has the best touchdown to interception ratio of any quarterback in the league this year. 
and and he's right up there ahead of guys like Joe Burrow, like uh uh Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's playing quarterback better than a lot of a lot of uh quarterbacks in this league right now. He he's just being efficient with the football. And five for twelve wasn't his best day, but they didn't need that. They needed him to game manage against New England, which. Nobody in the world seems to think is the game plan to play against Bill Belichick, except for a guy like Frank Reich. And they go in there and they just play their game plan. They run the clock out. They give Jonathan Taylor 30, 30 touches. Basically, he had quarterback numbers. And they just go and run the ball out. And, hey, we're we're good to go. And, I, you know, and you could t- this is me watching, you know, 30 years of football right now. Um, where I'm seeing this a sign of the times, like, that like like as you started out, Jonathan Taylor should hands down be like considered the MVP. Cause my point is, let's just translate. Let's go back thirty years. Barry Sanders has this type of game on a random Sunday every other Sunday. That's just what he does. Yeah. His name is always in the MVP race. Walter Payton, Emmitt Smith. I you know I can go on with a few more names. But he's and just yet, in year two. Is he going to be able to keep this? That up? does. I don't give yes, a I don't damn. He, he doesn't <laughs> win the MVP next year. He's playing for the MVP this, this year. year. And that's the thing. And he has been. I mean, outside of Carson Wentz, he has been the other more most consequential person on this team that's helped them get back into this playoff race. And this is not even considered ground and pound. This no, is, he not. just ran the ball. He just runs it. And this that's is I'm, what he should be getting, 30 carries what, a game. That's what an MVP looks like. It wasn't ground and pound in Tennessee. It's not ground and pound in um, Minnesota. It's not ground oh. and pound in um, who's the fourth guy, you know, whoever the matter. fourth guy is. You know, it's <laughs> Alvin just Kamara, New Orleans? Kamara, Mixon, you know. Uh, Aaron Jones, maybe? Nine. Not this year, but I yeah, mean, overall. Just, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's not ground and pound. It's just, I, yeah, that's more of a. Never mind. I'm not even getting to the. Oh, we didn't even say. Did we say Zeke? Zeke's poor. What guy. Zeke? <laughs> Sorry, we, Zeke. Just, you're on my fantasy team. <laughs> don't mind too. So, uh, anyhow, <laughs> excellent game all the way around. I, even on both sides of the ball. I mean, it was something to even take from New England that it was still positive. That I mean, when you sit there and say we lost to the Colts, well, you lost to the Colts. Yeah. Like no, I there's mean, no shame in that. Mac either. Jones was 26 for 45, damn near 300 yards and two touchdowns. He had he did not have a horrible game. I uh, think what do you have? Two interceptions. The two interceptions. Yeah, is those be those hurt, but you freaking rookie. Exactly. And <laughs> Wins had one with 57 yards. So yeah. you you could throw all that out. It's still a, a and the coach still had a two score lead, and that's that's was impressive. It's not like they won 17 20. Or seventeen, yeah, nineteen. No. You know, it's they handedly had this game. They they exactly. had this thing wrapped up midway through the fourth quarter. Right. I think then they scored. Then New England scored last. Yeah. Under like twenty seven ten at one point. Yeah. That's New England scored multiple like garbage time touchdowns. Oh, I'm looking at Indianapolis. Oh my God, it's seventeen. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yes. So yes, as I was saying. <laughs> well, on to Sunday. Um, or down a whole game. Never Buffalo. Mind. Wait, what? No, no, no. I remember this. Oh, it got moved, yeah. Uh, Buffalo versus the uh, Carolina Panthers. Buffalo gets a handed win, 31-14. to 14. Uh, Josh Allen, 30, 19 for 34, 210, and three touchdowns. Devin Singletary, 22 carries, 86 yards, a touchdown. Gabriel Davis, five receptions, 85 yards, and touch, two touchdowns. Two touchdowns. 
they they did what they were supposed to do. It was Carolina. Carolina, you're done. Not much to talk about there. A game to talk about. The Lions, two and eleven and one, thirty to twelve. Laid the hammer down on the Arizona Cardinals. Didn't they? They did not show a single sign of life in this game. Unbelievable. <laughs> Thank you, fantasy gods, for a week one bye. I didn't have to deal with the Kyler Murray issue. It was oh, just God. a week of just watching. Like, wow. Had I had to play, I would probably be eliminated. <laughs> what has happened to the offense here in Arizona? No, most importantly, let me actually be more specific. What is wrong with Kyler Murray? Seriously. I, I know think, he has an ankle injury, but for real, for real. What is wrong with Kyler Murray? To me, from what I've been watching, is ever since D-Hop went down, when hmm. D-Hop got injured, this entire offense fell apart. Outside of James Conner being the one of the best rushers in the league, he, mm-hmm. should, he, he, he should be in the running for offensive player of the year. Uh, 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 what's that? Comeback player of the year. Get through that. Uh, but <clears throat> Kyler Murray's numbers, as soon as uh, DeAndre Hopkins goes away, straight down the tank. And we and it it sucks because it came along the same line uh, around the same time that his injury happened. Did it happen uh, in the exact same game when they played Green Bay? I eight? think D Hop's injury happened the week before. But okay. he played in the Green Bay game, and then he he played, I think, one play. Sparingly. Yeah, and yeah. he had one big play, and then he just kind of disappeared for the rest of that game, and so did Kyler Murray. So, yeah, it. I think Kyler Murray is suffering from lack of D-hop is the diagnosis I would give him. And he, I think D-hop is the, the kind of the catalyst of this offense right now. And if they can't have him back, especially when they make it to playoff time, it's going to be a struggle. And and that's what I'm concerned about with Arizona because now you're out of the, the one seed. Uh, now you're, I think, down to four seed after this loss. And you are going to be scratching and clawing to get your way now that the Rams are right on your tail right now. They are having a, um, they're having a Kansas City moment. Mm. They are three or four in the last seven weeks. So since their 7-0 and start. Yeah. And they have... They have literally went off the rails and I'm, I'm still, I still have faith in them. I still think they're a good team, but a good team and a championship team are two different things right now. And I, I can't say confidently they are a championship team. Cause they, they are have now too many officially injuries. a playoff contender to me. Yes. And just kind of back in the, in, 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 in the mix with everybody else yeah. trying to, you know, trying to catch lightning in the bottle at the end of the year one of five teams with a 10 and 4 record right now so yeah so they don't have that aura they once had not at all uh but i i do think don't fall asleep on them but after this detroit game and i want to get back to detroit and give them their credit because <laughs> that we don't get hey, credit Jared much Goff had a career day he, we've seen a lot of that this year a, a lot of you people just you know that you never heard of just <laughs> This was their year. Like, mm-hmm. with whatever week it was, Mike Williams, Cordero, Cordero Patterson, you know, the, yeah. this the, is the Jerry Goss. <laughs> I mean, but he, like, his when he first, the, yeah. the first one. Like, I get what you're saying. You know, like, oh, come on, man. Like, that's a fluke. And then he does it again. And then he did it again. <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, what? No, this is Atlanta, people. And that's the only thing going right. That's a, you know, a complete outlier. I can't even use it. We'll him. get to them in a bit. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, um, 
I mean, can I, 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 would, I would like to just take the time to give Jerry Go the Russell Wilson Award. Doing more with less. I mean, <laughs> did Armand St. Brown, really? <laughs> Who is... Who was this guy six weeks ago? Because I never heard of him. I didn't even know he was on the roster. I believe they haven't. Did they lose Quintez Cephas? Is that what they happened? lost him long? Time really? Ago. I wouldn't know. I don't really. Wasn't he like the him. number four guy? He was, was a number, number three guy. Was he the number two guy? He might have been the number one. No, remember your guy Williams was. Remember way back oh, when? God. Remember that guy Tyrell, <laughs> Tyrell Williams? Williams? Remember him? You're right. Yeah, never came back. Yeah, he's done. I think he decided I'm not coming back yeah. to this thing. So, yeah, Quintus Cephas was the number two, and now they wow. don't have him. But Amon Ross St. Brown, Josh Reynolds, Khalif Raymond. Khalif Raymond, okay. And then who was the next guy? Shane Zalestra. <laughs> Godwin Iguibuki. I don't know. Don't, Jason Cabinda. Running back. Craig Reynolds. Oh, Brock geez. Wright. <laughs> They got a dude on their team called Brock right now. Like, come on. But across the board, though, they, they I mean, this was Jared Goff's game. He he played himself well above his pay grade. 21, uh, 20, 21 for 26, 216 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. That is kind of the anomaly of all anomalies there. It's like, yeah, no you can do 216, three touchdowns. That, that's a good day. But usually that's accompanied by another two interceptions and giving the the other team great feel. Yeah. None, none of that. Of he them, had himself know. a day. He took care of the football, oh, made sure that they goodness. got this win and solidified it. I mean, they got the lead and never looked back. No, they didn't. And looking and I and I'm over looking at Kyler Murray's stat line. Not bad overall. No. It's okay. It's decent. It's it's acceptable. Yeah. Twenty three for forty one is a little bit to... shaky, but two fifty seven, one touchdown, one interception. Gotta be better than that. I mean Colt McCoy ended up in this game, uh down the stretch, six for nine, fifty six yards. Uh, yeah, they just couldn't get they couldn't get it going at all. And I, I don't know. I'm and now and which guess what? This was Arizona's first loss on the road. Are you serious? Really? Uh, yeah, they were seven and oh. Wow. You don't remember I was going yeah. on about this whole set and I you know, it didn't hit me right then and there either. It hit me afterward. I'm like, Are you freaking serious? You lost I know I'm saying that they lost on the road, but come on, you you le- you're you're undefeated on the road. You all you all own the road and yet you're going to Detroit. This is a home home away from home. Nope. Not today. Not Detroit said not on our watch and if Detroit was saving the best for last, they certainly got it this this week. And I just want to say congratulations to Detroit. Quality win. Show they have some life. Gives De- um, Dan Campbell something to um, build off of. Definitely. I mean, I don't know if they was biting kneecaps or, or anything, but hell. <laughs> they are now. It, 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 it worked <laughs> if they did. So congrats. Well, yeah, congrats <sighs> to Detroit. Great Arizona, win. Arizona, get better. Do yeah. better. They need to get healthy. I I, I, I want to save my my criticism for them until they're healthy because we haven't seen them healthy for seven weeks. So and that's on both sides of the balls. And I'm I'm very <laughs> concerned about their defense right now. Um, yeah, more so. I'm than concerned the about everything. It's just everything is nothing is going right for them right now. Not at all. So. All right, the Jets go, went ahead and lost again to the Dolphins. The Dolphins keep their playoff hopes alive. They are now. They're they're now seven and seven. They won thirty one to twenty four. 
And that is now a winning streak of six straight to get back to 500 for the Miami Dolphins. They were once the worst team in the NFL, and now they are right in the mix to try to get that last spot in the AFC. So congrats to them. You you beat who you were supposed to, though. So I, I, I don't want to dwell on them for too long. Uh, um, can I can I just share one little yeah. fun fact that's how how they're back in this? They are, and if I get my notes here right, and I'm not on the right page. <laughs> there we go. They have a six-game winning streak. Yeah, so, so they went six straight. They went one and seven to start off the season in the first you eight weeks. you taking my thunder because that's what I want to lead with, <laughs> and lead with it, and I'm not even listening. But my point being is freaking amazed. Like, how in the world did that fly under the radar? They have life. <laughs> six freaking wins. Unbelievable. Still don't think they're gonna make the playoffs, but even if they don't, that alone, that that's this single handedly to me saved B Flow's job. Yeah, if they had to. Um, my gosh, <laughs> and, and and if it doesn't do anything else, it has to make Miami an attractive place, a destination. For well, they're getting Deshaun Watson. Agents. We already know that. <laughs> I ain't want to do that, you know, when, when they do get them, oh, my God. Can when? I it's, it's not an can, if, but when. Man, can I get one ticket, please? And just let me get any game. I don't care which one it is. All right. The Cowboys go go on the road, beat the Giants. They're, they're a lowly Giants team. Cowboys now in second surprise, place in surprise. the NFC. 21-6 to six, get the win. Still shaky looking at Dak Prescott without a healthy Ezekiel Elliott. So, uh, I'm hoping at some point they can just solidify themselves wherever they are in the rankings, and they they can just sit everybody for a couple of weeks. Hmm. That, that's what I'm hoping for for the Cowboys because I think they will probably talk about it in the next segment. But they just need a win, and basically they're 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 in the they're in the playoffs. So as long as they get that. Think they'll be perfectly fine. Um, I know they still have an opportunity to get in the one seed, so it might be a little bit shaky for them. And I seen this as more as a tactician game. They the numbers wasn't blowing blowing people away, but they they just controlled controlled the game and game flow with the ground game. Yeah, and, and, I mean they used both running backs. No one broke, you know, busted free or anything like that. But when they needed to move the chains, they moved the chains. When they needed to pass the ball, they passed the ball. When they needed to kick a field goal, if necessary, they kicked a field goal. And they just yeah. You know, it was just a just a tactical game and nothing to, you know, get super excited um, and just basically just controlled, <laughs> just tempoed it from start to finish. It, it uh, Not much else to say. It was really a, just an X and O's game. Yeah. Know? I mean, there's not, like you said, there's not much there outside of that. So, um, but a team that just won't die, won't just go away. Pittsburgh was able to get themselves a win, nineteen to thirteen against the Tennessee Titans. <sighs> Just go away. You're not good. You're not going to compete for anything in the playoffs. Just go away. <laughs> yeah, and and I'm going to say as the caveat, now they got Kansas City that possibly got that's COVID ridden. So I'm just I'm I'm just throwing that out there, people. You cannot. Just yet, right off Pittsburgh. Just yet. I'm not saying they're going to make a run and do anything. They are a pesky deterrent right now. The whole AFC North jump. is separated by one game. Yeah. The entire AFC North. It's ridiculous. It's, yeah. If, you, if, you, if you're not, literally, which is the, it's, it's so baffling to me. 
if, if you are not Jacksonville, <laughs> Houston, and give me the other one. Oh, uh, who am I missing? Who am I missing? Jacksonville, Houston, Detroit, and, and Chicago. Oh yeah, Jets, and the yeah. Jets. If you're not one of them three teams, everybody else in the AFC got a shot. Yeah, it's true. Literally <laughs> has a shot. Not they're on the bubble type thing. It's like no, like if they win two of the next three. They literally got a shot. Almost everybody in the AFC controls their own destiny. If you win out, you're in. Yeah, it's almost. (laughs) It's like the first time I've seen in a conference where there's nobody in the bubble because that means everybody's in the bubble. You know, type of thing. It's like no. It's just like you said. Everyone can control their own destiny. Win or lose, it's it's (laughs) the most baffling thing I, I've never seen this before. And Not this late in the season. Week 16, three games left? What? what? And only three teams out? That's yeah. it. And three teams we knew that was going to be out anyway. You know, yeah. it's like they didn't have a shot in it. You know, it's like, you telling me everybody else was in play the whole season? <laughs> like, and that's taking this, you know, we discussed this off air, that damn Vegas game. I was like, they yeah. sit there and let Vegas sneak in there and win that some kind of way, even though I know we both changed the picks. Yeah. And Mind you guys, yes, we did change that pick. Based, we literally we make our picks the very next day. One hundred and fifty people in the league get COVID, yeah, so I, I, we like, we got to make an come adjustment. On. Come on, no, there's nobody. Nick Chubb and I don't even know who the hell the next player was. I just knew Nick Chubb was playing. That's it. This is it. So that's not enough. And obviously, it wasn't enough. It just, neither here nor there. Um. But as you were saying, yes, it's it's the fact that you have all of these teams still in contention. It is very exciting, but it is very confusing all at the same. I've never seen this in all of football since I've been watching. Well, you just mentioned it. Two teams that are out of it. 30-16, to 16, Houston Texans beat the Jaguars. Someone had to win. Yep. <laughs> Bengals go ahead and get a win on the road. 15-10 to 10 against the Denver Broncos, knocking the Denver Broncos down to 7-7. Seven and seven, Still in contention, as we said. But in Cincinnati, go ahead. I got the fourth place, number one in the AFC North right now. Fourth place in all of the AFC. Lead the pack, control their own destiny, and have almost basically, as long as they win this next game, against Baltimore, they basically have a free ride straight into the four seed and possibly even higher. Yeah. It uh, all comes down to this next game, and we'll get to that later on in the show. But, right. man, the Bengals, with this this win right here and some of the other stuff that happened across the league, they definitely took advantage of a situation where they had two straight losses. They were in a bad spot. They were on the brink of being knocked out of the playoff race. And boom, they came right back and they said, not today. This is still, we are still here. Joe Burrow, they had to, they had to tough out this game for sure. But for them to pull this game off and win this handedly and and make sure that they're, they're putting themselves in position to win the AFC North, it's going to be tough to knock this team out of the playoff race right now. That's true. I'm not, kudos to, to Cincinnati. You know, I don't have an issue. I, had an issue with them dropping some key games down those last two weeks and a couple others, but yes, yeah. specifically those two and not surprised though. At the same, no. this is the AFC North. They had three different division leaders this year outside of Pittsburgh. Sorry, but no, Pittsburgh won't. did Pittsburgh not lead after week one? Cause they won. They beat Buffalo week one. They would, they led over Baltimore. Ah, uh, well, 
Yeah. I don't. Okay, so they were tied. If for, they were, then all four. But just let's saying, say three. That's just I'm <laughs> just saying three, just for the sake of saying yeah. three. But um, it's and that's generally is generally like a two team race. But yeah. it's always some little fluctuation between a team or two, and that's just that's the AFC North. That's always been that. So. They're up there top now. I'm just, I guess I'm looking at to see will they stay up there for the next three weeks. And I mean, it, it's a very short window. They've got a lot of divisional games left, but I think both of their divisional games are left at home and they've got one more out of division game that isn't a cupcake per se, but isn't too tough. Oh, no, it's to Chiefs. So they do have a tough road. Uh, <laughs> but the Chiefs are at home, the Ravens are at home. Their last game is Cleveland on the road. So, hmm. like I said, I think it really comes down to this next week because also the Baltimore Ravens have to play the Chiefs later on, and so do Pittsburgh. Ravens got to play the Chiefs again? Oh, not again. Uh, no, it's Pittsburgh who has to play them. Pittsburgh yeah. this week coming up. Gosh. And I think, actually, the Browns also have to play them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's two teams in this division that still need to play the Chiefs, and the Chiefs can basically – they can pick who they want to to have to match up with later on in the playoffs by basically losing or winning against certain teams here. Yeah, they need to take care of their business. First things first against Pittsburgh. But we are talking about the Cincinnati and Denver, and I want to just say this about Denver. There was my game pick. Yeah. I'm going to just say this, and I'm going to be done with it. It was 15-10. to 10. I get it. Cincinnati went on a tough road. Mile high, which is very tough to play, which is why I was figured this is why they was gonna lose in the first place. But I'm gonna tell you why they lost. Teddy Bridgewater got knocked out of knocked the game. Out. So with that being said, <laughs> that's that is the Teddy Bridgewater effect. They lose 15 to 10 at home. I'm done. Not taking anything away from Cincinnati, but you are not finna sit here and just poo-poo over. I'm not. No, 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 not you. I'm talking about <laughs> not, not, I'm saying I'm saying to whoever the listeners, yeah. whoever listen, you're not gonna poo-poo on ah, it's just Denver. Really? No, had, Denver played a really tough game. They, defensively, I was not expecting them to to hold uh, the, the the this Cincinnati offense by any means. Most but they teams were just don't and haven't. Yeah, and, I mean, man, fifteen. That's and you lost your starting quarterback, and you put that much pressure on your defense. That's saying a lot. But that is that's what it's like playing in Denver. Yeah. All right. Um, um, yeah, moving on. San Francisco gets to eight and six, thirty-one to thirteen. Absolutely, just decimates on on Atlanta. No surprise there. Uh, good for them. They they're fifth seed, I think, right now, or sixth seed in the uh, playoff race. Um, and now to a game that we do need to spend a little bit of time on. <sighs> Green Bay versus Baltimore. Really got to spend time on this. Yeah, because. We keep trying. I Packers, congratulations! You won the NFC North title. We doing this one time, and I'm not doing this. Yeah, anymore. No, that's it. Okay, I'm, I'm giving them their their kudos. You won the NFC North title. You're back on top. Good for you. Awesome. <laughs> this was the most uninspiring game to me. I don't give a damn. You almost lost to Tyler freaking Huntley. You, I, how do you expect me to take this team freaking seriously? And this let, team, lo- go ahead. You Lamar Jackson is the leading passer and rusher for the Baltimore Ravens. They lost him, the dude that is their offense. Literally. What am I supposed to do with it? How am I supposed to crown them as the leaders right now? I don't understand. You. 
it came down to a bad play call at the end of the game for a two point conversion for you to lose this to win that? this game. You're saying, you're, I was I okay with the call. I didn't like the play that they called because it was it was it was it wasn't enough. If they would have had somebody that could have made a fictitious rub route for for Mark Andrews and actually get him open, get a little bit of separation, I'm all for that. But you had nobody on the right side. I the the play didn't make sense because you didn't have anybody else over there to to open up the traffic lanes. You had nobody. If Huntley can get you 30 points, I'm okay with the overtime. I understand. I don't like the call at all. I understand mm-hmm. you don't like the type of call, but you like the No, I love I, the I, call because the, the defense can't stop Aaron Rodgers. The defense is and it, it, it's not because the defense is bad. It's cuz they did not have their defense. Cuz I'm telling you, if Baltimore's starting DBs are in and we and they have Humphreys from injury, I'm, I'm going. I'm, Aaron Rodgers is not doing anything that he did in that game. I understand. I'm. I'm. I'm just saying. I'm going. I think I would have preferred if the analytics would have took. I would have preferred taking the tie, taking the fifty-fifty coin flip. Hopefully, we get it. Yeah, and we go down and score. I, I think I that's leaving because to me, leaving you, were, they were leaving too much up to a coin flip, basically to me, because whoever got the ball was going to freaking score. That's that's how I saw it. So I I am not going to knock John Harbaugh for the for the the decision to go for it there. I loved it because it made every sense in the world to me that your defense has not been able to stop them once this game. And on top of the fact you are riding the hot hand of Huntley. Huntley was on fire that drive. So at that point, I'm just like, you know what? If we can win it right now and not have to leave it up to chance that they might not score on this next drive. And we can go ahead, or for 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 that matter, that they might not score at all because there's still 42 seconds left. Mm-hmm. Plus the fact that we also have to wait and see if they're going to get a get the coin flip. If they get the coin flip, then he still has to sit even longer and get cold. I let's just end it right now. Let's win this game and let's put all the pressure just on them to get all the way down into field goal range, and then leave it up to Mason Crosby who can't hit a a a high pressure kick to save his life. He's only hit one and that was against Cincinnati seven weeks ago. Yeah. I it just everything it's to just me about that was right uh, except for the actual play that they called. It's just this Green Bay narrative and this just fell into that like, oh my God, just you know, just you know, it's like almost like it it, it all that makes everything since until that play didn't go through, and it's just like, look, we just handed them. You know, it's like, God damn it! You know, you you did played all that. Just I know. I it, feel like kicking the field goal is handing them the win because you're not gonna uh, get the you're not gonna see the ball again. There is a there is a less than 50-50 chance that you never see the ball I get again. It. And let me just say, I just don't like Green Bay. I just, <laughs> oh my gosh, it, it, this is painful. Talking and then about it's, this and game. and on top of that fact that you might not ever see the ball again, you're if you do get the ball back, how long is it gonna be in between? Is that twenty minutes? I don't know, but it, I, it, I'm, I'm talking about real time, like not I, game I, time. I, I get that, but I, I know one thing. And I, if I don't know anything else, I know what I did see. They couldn't stop Huntley to uh, Andrews to save their life. I, I mean, no. twenty. let them sit 20 minutes or not. It didn't matter. Whenever they got on the field, that was a constant the entire game. I would just figure, look, dude, throw to this dude every single down. I've been saying I am not impressed by Green Bay's offense, offensive play calls. They did score 31 points, so I, I – 
Aaron Rodgers, like I said, he he is in the MVP conversation. To me, he's third in that in that conversation in, in my own estimation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this defense has been so suspect, and it really came through to all of the light came through on this to me in this game specifically. Just you lost a team that literally lost their entire offense and half of their defense to COVID. I- yeah, and it. And it gets covered up by they have the division North champs. They just continue their winning ways. You know what I'm saying? They're now they lead the uh, the NFC. I'm just saying it's just, it's and it, sad it, in that context that it gets co- overshadowed by that. Yeah, because this is the, this is what I I know be, it. The second that they lose in the playoffs, because to to me they will lose. There. I was just about to go there. We are going to come right back to this right here. This, this showed everything. This will be the reason. <laughs> As to why, how are they going to get caught in the playoffs? Whether they get that number one seed or not, I don't care which round it is. It does not matter. They're going to get caught. They're not. I find it very hard to fathom that they're going to find a way to make it to the Super Bowl. Not say win it, just to make it there. I'm just like, I'm sorry. That's that's a tall order for the way that they've been playing and executing plays. And I'm going to say it's about how they're executing. And they they finding ways to just do enough to get past this team and get past that team. But if I have not seen anything outside of the New England model back in the day, mm-hmm. which is an outlier in itself, <laughs> yeah, that being a part, you're going to get caught. I'm sorry to say that. that you're playing a, a numbers game that does not work in your favor where that's a 100% we can just keep doing this. Yeah. No, you're going to get caught. And, yeah, it, it's going to come. It's coming. So I'm just gonna leave it at that, you know. And I know people are like, ah, this dude's hating. Well, call it what you want to call it, you know. I, I said it at the beginning. If I don't like watching. Them, I respect them. But if watching that it is game, what it is. if you, I don't know what Packers this, fan feels good about what the Packers did on Sunday. I don't know anybody who feels good about no, it. It'd just be fandom saying, "Look, I'll take it," you know. And and you you you've talked to fans like this. Yeah. It gets to the point. This is not even logic anymore because you can't have real conversations with these type of fan bases until they lose. And well, the funny thing is, is I haven't had a, a single Green Bay fan come to me and say that they were happy about this. The only people that are giving Green Bay its props for winning the the division titles and 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 really going hard into that this is the best team in the NFC right now are people that aren't Green Bay fans. People that are just, oh, I'm watching football and they're at the top of the standings and they just won another game. Yeah, they are the best team in the NFC. No. Watch the actual football game. Watch exactly what happened and, and take into context everything that's happening around the game because this specifically, if you are a Green Bay fan, you should be disgusted about what happened on Sunday. Let me say this. When I say Green Bay fans, there's a difference. There's Green Bay fans and then there's cheese hits. Mm. I had the, the opportunity back in 1996 I was in the military on deployment with the Milwaukee Guard. Yeah. <laughs> with the Milwaukee Air National Guard during Super Bowl week and weekend mm. leading up to the um the Green Bay Packers playing the um playing the um, New England Patriots in the Super Bowl. I had no issue with these people. They no. were sensible. They're fanatics, but they are they well, they they watch they, they, they thank you, and they're logical, even in their fandom. I never it's it's a very tricky thing to pull off. <laughs> then there are Green Bay fans, and the most times I'm I'm going to share this, in my experience heads. versus the cheese here. 
the Green Bay fans that, and I'm gonna say the ones that I'm gonna now be very specific. The ones I've seen has been the worst that I've come in encounter with are Green Bay fans that are not from Green Bay or from or from Wisconsin at all. Gotcha. They are the worst. <laughs> oh my God, you can't tell these. Fairweather fans, or who's who's the best team? Oh, it's Green Bay. That's my team. Yeah. And then they run with them for the last ten tw- during during the um, Brett Favre going into the Aaron Rodgers era. Years. <laughs> so you know what I'm saying. So there was no break in it, so they can br- 30, jump off the damn years. bandwagon. Which they, there's going to be a great there's going to be a great mass exodus of Green Bay fans, not yeah. cheeseheads. Green Bay fans leaving once Aaron Rodgers leaves. So you're, out saying, you're, you're saying the cheeseheads are the true Green Bay fans, whereas Green Bay fans, the air quotes there, are the fair weather. Like, uh, I, no, no, I'm not there from Green Bay. There are some real Green Bay. I mean, there are non, I don't, I'm not going to say everybody from Wisconsin so, is cheeseheads. I'm yeah. saying that there's three, there's three grades here. Okay. <laughs> there's, there's the cheeseheads. There are Green Bay fans that are from Wisconsin, and then there's these Green, oh, Bay, Green fans Bay fans from around, gotcha. around, everywhere else around the country. Those are the ones that I can't stand. Gotcha. Oh my! They're, okay. I'm sorry. You know who y'all are, Rick. You know. <laughs> uh, Name dropping over here. You, and on that note, Sunday night football. <laughs> dude, live in Minnesota. So I'm a green. Oh God. Miss me. Well, another bad game that happened. Sunday night football. Buccaneers. New Orleans Saints. Buccaneers. Where the hell were you? If I had a cricket sound right now. <laughs> That's all I heard. <laughs> I could, you have this one. Nine nothing. I don't have nothing to say. I there isn't anything to say. I don't give a damn that you lost three guys. I don't care. You still have twelve. Yeah, twelve <laughs> others. I'm like you're the deepest damn team in in the NFC. And we'll get to Bruce Arians' statements on AB in the next segment. We'll talk about that because I am disgusted. Hypocrite. But <laughs> yeah, but. You still have other guys. You still have Cameron Bray. You still have Rob Gronkowski. You who I can't even OJ re- Howard, Scotty <laughs> Miller, um, the new T, T. Johnson. Uh, uh, oh, they, uh, I ain't even gonna get into. I don't want to jump ahead of who they just signed. But they just they keep adding people. You you had Giovanni Bernard. You got him broken up. Yeah, it's just on. I. You have weapons. I don't give – and it is Tom Brady. Tom Brady is notorious for doing everything with absolutely nothing. With no-name players. If Scotty Miller was their number one guy, he would be, they would still be the same record. Just you Scotty know. Miller would be the Nest West Walker. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and, you know, I was going to say which, which – and then, of course, who turned into – Julian Edelman. Julian Edelman. And, and Danny Amendola. Amendola tried, then didn't became. He was, he was good for it. He he was he was that no, dude for a I was season. I say Amendola got over there right before Edelman blew up. Yeah. that's what I was saying. Amendola was brought over to be that guy, and it didn't work. <laughs> and then Edelman just, dude, I got this. We, well, you know. because that's because Edelman also could could pass. He was also a quarterback, so True. they were able to open up a whole another package. And that was the last year Edelman was just average. By the way, because <laughs> his two the year and the year prior to that. Like who he was he was he was Amendola yeah before Amendola got over there so yeah moving on just a little I just, history I'm gonna say Tom Brady knows how to use the 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 lesser players and get the most out of them so I like I when they went down I was like okay next guy up like the the Tampa Bay is the epitome of next guy up mentality mm-hmm. so what the hell happened defense. Played phenomenal football. Held him to nine points, three field goals. Never let them see the end zone. Offense, what the hell? 
Was this a was this based and this on, is a decimated defense? I was gonna say Tampa was this based on was this based on offensive line pressure or just they just couldn't execute play? I didn't see the game. So they sucked. I did not watch this game. I didn't. So I'm sorry. Well, you you get you put New Orleans on the slate. I just I can't. I just, <laughs> I, I just and I've seen enough Tampa Bay games this year to like I know what I'm seeing. You know, it's just kind of one of those. This no, is a good if one there was any Tampa from. Bay game to watch that you felt like you wanted to see something different, it was this game because this. <laughs> I I, I, get I, it. I feel I for them for the fact that, yes, you did just see your teammates literally like Chris Godwin is is done for the season right now. Mike Evans, a couple of weeks, he's going to be gone. Leonard Fournette, a couple of weeks, he's going to be gone. Oh, it's, it's, oh, so it's it's official. Mike Evans is not playing next week. Oh, I don't know if it's official. For Mike Evans has the best chance of coming back, but it's looking like it's going to be at least one week from what I was reading. But that was two days ago. So I don't know. Gotcha. Okay. Um, but I do know Leonard Fournette for sure is not playing this week. Um, and Chris Godwin, we all know he's on IR and he's going to be done until playoffs come around at, at at the very bare minimum. No, that changed the very next day. I thought you seen this. He's out for the season. No, I. Uh, oh yeah, because it's the a full ACL. ACL tear. Yeah. So that changed. I know it. I forgot about it. Changed it. right after we talked. Yeah. Like hours later, which. Anyway, moving on. We get that in, when you get to injuries. Yeah. So the, I, I'm thoroughly disappointed. Tampa Bay, you had a a a thorough opportunity of, first of all, getting your first regular season win with Tom Brady against New Orleans, uh, at home. You still can't do that. And two, both times you've played now at home versus New Orleans, it has been a national embarrassment. You got blown out. The, sec- the second game of the season last year with Drew Brees coming into your building and absolutely rocking you. And this week, you got absolutely manhandled by by New Orleans defense. It is. And this week became a week of broken streaks and records because Tampa Bay went into this game 6-0 at home. <laughs> and now they lost their first one. Yeah. Um, and I didn't fail to mention the same thing for New England. They were six and zero, and now they're six and one. Yes, they, so Arizona, New England, and Tampa Bay drops one. You know, Arizona respectively on the road, but nevertheless, yeah. they were all undefeated respectively, either at home or on the road, going into their games respectively this week. And yeah, all snapped across the board. Yeah, and people are all, all on the fantasy side. I'm just just as a quick, quick plug. They're saying, "Oh my God, this is like a." Horrible week for games. Just horrible. I'm like, yeah, you're right. But let me tell you why. It's things like this. Yeah. Because these are monumental upsets. And yeah, yeah, Baltimore, they were five and one at home going into the game against Green. Now they're five. And, you know, it's just yeah. streaks. I mean, I'm not saying that they like, oh, they're on a two game losing streak at home. No, they were like, I mean, they lost early at home and they have just owned their home field. And now it, it just, it was just that kind of week where it was a lot of upsets that. You know, call it what you want to call it. Great play on the other team, the opposing team side, sure. But I mean, I'll give it to New Orleans defense for the most part, but it's just offensively. That's what I think. Tampa Bay, you got it. Because I, I think it was super impressive that Tampa Bay's defense held them to nine points. I, that's insane. Yeah, I mean, because what happened? I mean, did this Taysom Hill, um, (laughs) uh, Alvin Kamara duo thing? And what I said a week ago, I nailed it. And I, I noticed I did not bring it up the second time. Yeah. Like, no, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> I didn't think it was gonna. I didn't think they were gonna get shut down like that. And I mean, 
their offense was not all there, really. No, it wasn't. But yet their defense held up, and I'm like, what the hell? And I never seen Tampa Bay ever check out. I, to regardless me, of injury, I never seen this team exact, ch- check out like that. Ex- that. That's exactly what I think it was. They got decimated by those injuries, and they just never adjusted. And that's what did them in. And I, there's not really much more to say about it. It's just is we got to see what the hell they're going to do next week. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, we we shall see. And it's <sighs> it's a shakeup, uh, to say the least. All right. Moving on to Monday. Now, I'm jaded because Monday, to me, was the worst officiated day of football I've seen. Hmm. Monday was horrible. And let, let's start. Okay. I did, unfortunately, I don't have NFL Network, so okay. you got this is uh, all you. This is all you right here. Okay. Cleveland versus the Raiders. <laughs> Now, this one was not as egregious as the other one, and we'll we'll get into it. There were a few bad calls here in this game, but this game was just bad all the way around without Cleveland having their guys. But, man, Derek Carr, I feel like he's done. It's over. Say say more. At this point, yes, you won the game. You pulled it out. But offensively, you're going against a Cleveland team who had nobody on defense. Their entire team is on COVID. They were the worst hit by COVID this this week. They have nobody, and you got uh, I forget the quarterback's name uh that that he went against. Uh, I don't know. It doesn't even matter. It it doesn't. But still, <laughs> I wanted to give him his props. No, no, he, he played him. actually a very good game. I pull him up. Um, my ESPN completely froze. Um. But basically, 16 to 14, how are you not scoring touchdowns against this team? This defense, yes, they've got Miles Garrett. That's it. Tack McKinley went down early in this game. Early in this game. Mm-hmm. There should be no reason you aren't double-teaming Miles Garrett and then just blowing up this entire Nicky game. Mullins. I know, Nick Mullins. It just, <laughs> it just popped up for me. Um, how did I forget because it was, it's, he's unforgettable. He really is. Uh, <laughs> uh, he knows how to lose a lot of close games, don't he? He sure does. My gosh. Uh, <laughs> but it, they had nobody on defense, defensive backwise or pass rush. It was just Miles Garrett on the defensive end. You should be able to attack them and really go after and 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 get the. A, you could bleed the clock as much as you want and get as many points as you can because they. Your your defense basically should really never have seen the field. Maybe ten minutes of playtime. This this uh, in 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 short, this should have been a smash spot for the Raiders, and it was. And they obviously from what I'm looking at now, I went through the numbers and everything. It looked like it was just a grounded out game. Now, talk to you on offline. You've been telling me like this guy cannot seem to locate the football to his receivers. He when we talk about putting the ball in spots. He kept to me for I, I don't I could just be grossly just disinterested and, and disgusted by Derek Carr from what I've seen earlier in the season and I, I'm kind of blowing it out of proportion. It very well could be the case, but I try to see this as objectively as possible when I was watching him. He, to me, mm-hmm. he gave the defense so many opportunities to take the ball away. In my opinion. Mm putting the ball in spots where it's not where it's, there were so many just 50-50 jump balls. That's where his interception came from. 
is just a heave down the field, and it was a 50-50 ball. Why the hell are you just hanging that up there? If they had more starters in there, you think this would have been a hold? <laughs> could have been a hold come quite differently. It could have. Hunter Renfro played a horrible game. I, I and, and he, to me, he's the the most consistent of them all. And when he's playing that bad, obviously you did that that's going to hamper Derek Carr, right? Because he's his kind of security blanket. Mm-hmm. Plus, on top of the fact that you don't have Darren Waller and Foster Moreau, oh God, he get him out. I'm sorry. This dude is not a good tight end. Hmm. Just isn't. He he had multiple key drops early, one early in the game and one late to to just completely kill drives. Wide open, nobody within 15 yards of him. It just straight through your hands. Well, that's why he's technically the number two guy. He should not be on the roster because wow. if you're going if you're going to have next man up mentality, mm-hmm. when it comes down to it, we should be able to call a play that gets you wide the hell open, which they did. And all you have to do is secure the catch and fall down. Wow! And he couldn't do that. I know he was seven receptions for sixty five yards, but multiple third down plays. Both of his drops came on two third down plays. Gotcha that were key third down plays to keep those drives alive and where he had nobody within 15 yards of him well, and just dropped it. You ain't catching the two critical ones. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, You can move the ball and, and keep the ball moving all the live long day. But when you get those critical plays, those, when you go, when you go and think back on games and you think on certain plays, those two drops are ingrained in my head for Foster Moreau. Like, dude, I would never want you anywhere near my facilities. If you can't, Right. With like it, it would be different if he if these were third down plays that were catching traffic. These were wide open plays. There's nobody there. To, there's nobody to break up the pass. The one the first one was a little bit behind him, but still there's nobody within 15 yards. Stop, turn, grab the ball. It. And, and li- again, just fall down because you're already 15 yards down the field. You've already got the first down. Right. You don't need to advance the ball. You don't need to continue to get upfield. All we need to do is keep the drive alive. So that does give a little bit of reprieve for, for, for Derek Carr, but there were other plays where you're just throwing the ball up into double coverage and you get picked off or you're trying so hard. Like, I don't know what it was. He had just this obsession with Zay Jones on a go route. And it's like, dude, it's not there. They're going to double cover Zay Jones because you're not throwing it to Hunter Renfro. Right. So spread the ball around. Get other guys involved. It's just not there, and it, and it it it's frustrating to watch it because they do have talent on this team. It's just you don't want to use it, and he specifically Derek Carr, just I don't think can take advantage of it. I think he's trying. I think he might be at this point suffering from what Carson Wentz was suffering with Philadelphia last year. Hmm. I I need to play hero ball the entire game to get us to win games, and that's just not it. Well, I mean, we already said that the Raiders were a team that was kind of in flux anyway, and maybe this is a true sign of this showing, it's coming out. I mean, considering this was a COVID-ridden game, I mean, I'll get Vegas, you you get the victory, but it it comes with an asterisk. It it literally does. I mean, because... I have I'm no faith in either in, one of these. I'm teams saying that games. I'm saying that with the aspect of looking at what Cleveland was supposed to be this year. Yeah. And then when they have to drop a game like this one that they critically needed, but I can understand how they lost. It, it but damn, and you was right there. 
and you could have possibly just pulled this one out, you know, I, I just think the win would have meant a lot more and would have went a longer way with Cleveland than it was going to go for for, for Vegas. If I just, this was a Cleveland win, this puts Cleveland in first place. It knocks uh, Cincinnati down, I think, to like third? sixth or seventh. Oh, you're talking about in the actual, uh, in the whole AFC. Gotcha. Um, so it 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 would have propelled uh Cleveland to be in the driver's seat with a few games left with, and, and and this is a game that they needed because they've got Green Bay left on the schedule. They still have another game with Pittsburgh, and I think they still they have yeah they have another game with Cincinnati. Like they horrible. They are on murderer's row right now. So. This to me is the theoretical end of Cleveland. Um, and this does keep Vegas alive for the most part right now, but after that performance, it makes me feel like Green Bay in that game, where it's like, Yeah, you got the win and yeah, you're you're headed in the right direction technically, but based off of your performance, I'm not thrilled at all. You know that they have since week six, they have just went back and forth. Mm-hmm. Wins and losses. I mean, it has just been a care inconsistency if you, if you at its finest. You want to call that five hundred football? That is five hundred <laughs> football right there. Because I mean, my gosh. I mean, I I don't want to get too overzealous about it. And and again, there were some horrible calls in this game. I just I can't even get into those because I have the ones from the next game just ingrained in my goddamn head. Already. Um. So Monday night football. The same thing with Green Bay. Vikings fans, congrats on the win and keeping your playoff hopes alive. You got the seventh seed right now, but man, you better be shaking in your boots because there is no way this team is going to continue to pull out games like that. You got handed this game. I walked away in the third quarter. I couldn't stomach this game. Well, did you see the drive that kept them alive? Nope. Uh, it must have happened. In, no, it happened in the third quarter. I I didn't I didn't watch much. Okay. I kind of I, I literally just walked away. I just I did not, I couldn't stomach this game. I I already seen where it was going, and I I was seeing I seen how you see we seen how the first half went, and I was just disgusted for various reasons. Multiple personal foul penalties, and I for the life of me, I feel like this was the exact same crew from the Pittsburgh game. It could have been. It, I really think it was. I, I, I haven't. I didn't go back to check, but I really thought it was. But it could be a, just a different bad crew because the personal foul penalties to me were. There were a couple that were like, okay, yes, you can't do that. That's immature. But th- those ones came after the ones where it was just like, what are you looking at? Yeah, routine tackles are just, you know... Tease- just, oh, no, okay. How many of the, um, what was it, the unnecessary roughness calls that we were getting? Like, I mean, dude, he well, just... Well, because even... Cause so when, when oh. Tevin Jenkins got his personal foul penalty for unnecessary roughness for throwing a punch, I was pissed about that because technically Tevin Jenkins was the third guy in that. He was the first and third guy in that in that encounter. Mm-hmm. He stops who... I can't remember for the life of me who got who threw... Uh, Justin Fields out of bounds on that play. I, I don't remember who it was, but Tevin Jenkins comes directly up to him and he just stops him. He puts his hand on his chest and stops him. And he's and he's giving him a piece of his mind. Sheldon Richardson comes out of left fucking field and punches him. He's the number two guy. He is the guy who should have got the flag on. And when Tevin Jenkins retaliates to that, 
Then Tevin Jenkins gets the, the personal foul penalty. <clears throat> the hell are we looking at? It, Tevin Jenkins, all he, because the announcers were exactly right. It's immature for you to come up and just punch a guy. That's not what he did, though. He came right. up, he stopped him because he's like, what the hell are you doing to my quarterback? And he's right. talking to him. You, you can see his hands are down after mm-hmm. he stops him from walking. They're just in each other's faces, just talking. And he gets, he gets punched. And he's the one in trouble for it. And I give all the respect to Jermaine Fitty for being the leader and coming over there and, and chewing him out for retaliating because the retaliation is what got the flag and kept that and mm-hmm. pushed him back even further. Great as a leader on the team, but sorry, Jermaine, you're not going to be here next year. Protect your damn quarterback. Right. And I the second that the play happened where um, it's not uh, uh, Eric Kendricks, Mm-hmm. Helmet to helmet on Justin Fields. The second that that happened, I said he needs to be ejected immediately because you. When he what? went down to his knees. Yeah, when he, when he slid, he yeah. slid on that play. He was down and he stopped and basically, oh, he kept his head up. It it, it shouldn't be a foul because he kept his head up. Get out of here with that bull. He would. He took four steps and leaned into it. He could have pulled off at any time. And, and 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 he did get ejected for that, and that's all the props. But there have been multiple plays this year that I'm surprised Justin Fields isn't like concussed for the season because he He's has been, been taking, taking some ugly he shots. has taken multiple helmet to helmet hits, and it's and it's gross that the NFL has not come out and reprimanded some of these teams and fine teams for these hits. The last time I seen this uh, quarterback take these type of hits, un- you know, mercilessly. <laughs> This was back when, um, right after Cam Newton won that um, MVP. Mm-hmm. That's exactly the where I was going to go with next it. Season. Well, go ahead. Because I feel like Justin Fields' career could possibly be derailed in in because he's not going out of his way to be a rushing quarterback. He's he's not trying to be Lamar Jackson. Not at all. He's mm-hmm. trying to be a pocket passer that can escape if he has to. He's trying to be Kyler Murray. He's trying to be Russell, uh, Russell Wilson. Wilson. He's trying to be Deshaun Watson. Right. He's a pass-first guy, and he's getting punished be- just because he can run. And they're treating him like a Cam Newton, who is a 250-pound, six foot six quarterback. It's like this dude is barely six foot three. Right. Barely over 200 pounds. He's not the same guy. You can't keep treating him like that. Right. He's not another. He's, and the other thing is, to me, from the play that I've seen from Justin Fields, he's the second best rookie quarterback we've seen this year. Sorry, Trevor Lawrence, you've looked horrible this year. There's been two flashes of a uh, two plays that I've seen for Trevor Lawrence that I'm, I'm actually excited about. Right. There have been two, multiple games from Justin Fields that I've been like, okay, this is something that you can actually build off of. Mm-hmm. And outside of Mac Jones, who's about to lead his team to the playoffs, nobody else, no other rookie quarterback looks better than Justin Fields outside of Mac Jones to me. Hmm. And we're just going to, as, as the NFL, we're just going to say, all right, one of our brightest, youngest talents that we have, we're not going to protect him. Like, I'm not asking you to give him veteran Tom Brady calls. But when he is, when there is a roughing the passer play on him, throw the freaking flag and make sure all of the refs know that there there doesn't need to be special treatment, but he's not just some other rookie. No, I agree. Um, I agree with everything you're saying. <clears throat> I, 
I think this is much, just another extension of a very old narrative where Chicago, the Chicago Bears organization is just the walking mat in the punching bag for the league for some strange reason, and they're just hanging this guy out to dry. I haven't even gotten to the worst play. Go ahead. You mentioned it. You you kind of alluded to it with the tease taper play. Mm-hmm. And this was the this was the drive that that won Minnesota the game, mind mm-hmm. you. Because I gotta say, this has been the this game was the best I've seen Chicago's defense play. Robert Quinn has come to play. Akeem Hicks came to play, and I need to see Akeem Hicks be able to play a full series and not have to be taken out. But that would have been the series to do it. This one right here, where it's third down in forever. And you run the ball with Dalvin Cook just because you got to run the clock out and you know you're not going to. They knew they weren't going to get that first down. And Tease Tabor makes the play of the game, dives hmm. through a block, trips up Dalvin Cook in the backfield, stops them at their negative 20. <laughs> in five seconds after the play, flag comes out. Why? Because he went low against a against the lineman sorry he made the tackle he doesn't give a damn about that blocker he's not trying to go low and take out his knees and end this man's career which by the way he actually never made contact and and i was gonna say and there has to be some level of intent going on where you gotta you know i'm saying some things are just incidental contact yeah and that that that, that was that's in the rules it has it's 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 in the rule it's it's in like no. the bylaws of the rule that they're supposed to like the incidental contact does not count for this. Yeah. And he is he like, the dude made the tackle. You you how can you be flagged for making a tackle? Now tackling people is a is a flag. It's 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 a flag it's it's, it's an offense to the game. Completely. It's uh, you you you're preaching to the choir here. I you know, I, I told you I walked away from the game. I just I this weekend was very um, – there was a few nice games out there. Yeah. It started out great, but, man, by the time it got to Monday and Tuesday, I, 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 I think I just had NFL fatigue, and yeah. I just had too much. I just it couldn't, was a I lot. couldn't deal with it. It was a it. lot. But the, the other thing is, is that, okay, things like that happen, and then later on we get a personal foul penalty. Uh, I, I forget what, what – what that play was, but that extended the drive again for, instead of it being a field goal, they, they were able to get a touchdown out of, uh, out of this drive it was because of that. Uh, another one that extended it. And it was just like, dude, come, what are we doing here? But that isn't even like that. That to tease Tabor one was the worst one to me. Cause that that's a tackle. He makes a tackle and he gets flagged for it. Yeah. Come, the hell are we doing? But then, and now I would want to say this about Matt Nagy. I I want to thank Matt Nagy because <laughs> no I, I, this is ser- this is actually for real thank because I have seen multiple of our coaches in the past where they're lame duck coaches they just give up mm-hmm. Matt Nagy cares it's not like where he's just I'm done with this I know I'm getting fired and, and I'm not even going to try anymore whether mm-hmm. it's he's fighting for himself in a job later down the line or he. He truly does love this team and wants to see the team succeed as much as he can. He yeah. cares. And I wholeheartedly respect that. And I'm not saying I want you back next year. Let's not get let's not go too far down. But okay, okay. I, I do want to I do want to thank Matt Nagy for for the amount of effort that he has given with 
the amount of BS that the NFL has given the Bears over mm-hmm. this last season. I I don't think any other coach would do that. I, I even think a, t- a guy like Mike Tomlin, with the cards that have been handled to the Bears, he would have given up on this already. Hmm. So I do want to thank Matt Nagy for that as a, as a Bears fan, to watch him have the amount of intensity and, and effort that he is trying to put in, even though you can't call an offense to save your life. Right. Want to thank you for your effort. But at the end of the day, even now, when it comes to his penalty, Matt Nagy's 15-yard personal foul, I don't want to ever hear it from a poll reporter again that, oh, he didn't want to say what was said to cause the flag to be thrown. No, put it in the report. I need to know exactly what he said to you because he he got flagged for the tease Tabor play. Mm -hmm. I want to know what the hell he said so wrong to you about that bullshit call Hmm. that you want to throw a flag for that because everybody in the stadium, everybody at home, everybody in the booth, everybody in the NFL headquarters, everybody in New York who was watching that play was all like, dude, you got to put that back in the pocket. And I know for damn sure he didn't call New York or or get on the walkie-talkie to get New York on the line to say, to say hey, it, it is it all right for me to throw that flag? Because they have that ability. They can talk directly with the with the booth umpire and say, hey, I I this is what I saw. Is that is am, are we good to go ahead with that? Right. I know for damn sure he didn't because everybody in the NFL headquarters, everybody within um within the stadium itself would have said no. That 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 play. Is that is a that was a great play. Like right. he, everything was clean on that play. Hmm. And for for him to try to get clarification and for you to wave him off and then for him to get pissed off when you walk away from him mm-hmm. as he's trying to get clarification on a play is like, well, what do I gotta tell my team to do? Because he just made a tackle. Right. What do I tell my defense to not get flagged 15 yards and keep keep a drive alive that should definitely you got a punt on? Back at the negative 15. What was so wrong that you had to throw a flag for that? Another 15 yards on top of it. I don't know, but you kind of nailed it already. Um, with the this was reminiscent of the the Bears Steelers game. Yeah. It's just it and I'm saying that to say this. That is what I was that's the vibe I was getting in the first half. I just I didn't have it in me to go any further that night watching. I just couldn't watch any more football. I, I, I'm not a, I'm, as much yeah. as it was a division rival. It's my team. As much as I wanted to see, I just I had the way that first half played out. I only stomached a couple minutes in the second half and I just had to walk away. And the way I know Minnesota fans don't like this is because I work at, a, at an office that is all Minnesota and one Green Bay fan. Okay. And they know that I'm a Chicago Bears fan. We talked about it on Friday when I left the office on Friday. Mm-hmm. I said, hey, Good luck with this game. It's going to be an interesting one. We're going to talk about it on Monday. Everybody in that offense, in that office, heads down, didn't say a damn word to me on Monday. They knew. Mm. They were like, dude, that was bad. Oh, they know. They they knew. And I, I don't think any Minnesota fan is happy that they are sitting in the seventh seed right now. No. With the with the with the schedule that they have left. Not the re- not the real ones. Did you got you, you know, well, your, yeah. your cockeyed optimists. Ones you know that yeah. just uh, I'll take a win anyway, any way they can get it. But this, this and uh, but yeah, I, I I hear you. I just 
That's why I gave you the segment because I'm like, I, I'm sorry. I, I had to just disclaim. I walked away from this game. I could not watch this. And uh, just, just I don't like bad football. I, no, it's, no, 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 no. I know. Based on what happened, I'm not saying that they just execution wise. It just, Be, uh, it was just, it made the, for bad football. But well, go ahead. let's get back to the game though, because yeah. Chicago played a fantastic game. The only thing that they couldn't do I'm was look, score in the red zone. I'm looking at the stats, and I mean, yeah, I was they moved like, the how ball in the so hell well. did they even win this damn game? <laughs> Justin Fields. This was a game where I was like, oh my god, Justin Fields is a he is a guy. Like the, the, he he's is only like, getting better, and I'm like, he's a rookie. Like, okay, and you can see and the he potential found, here. And I finally have seen the connection that I've been waiting for this entire time. I knew Justin Fields loves his tight ends because I knew when in the preseason when he was throwing touchdowns in three straight weeks to Jesper Horstead that it was going to be his tight end and his number one wide receiver. He loves Darnell Mooney, and he loves Cole Komet. Six for 71 yards for Cole Komet <laughs> in this game. That is massive. That's one of his best games. And, he was, and those were key plays that he was getting. Right. Third down conversions, third and eights, getting 12, 12 yards on those types of plays. That is what we need to see out of Chicago. Chicago's defense holds these this year's second best running back to 89 yards on 30 carries. Mm. Are you kidding me? Ridiculous. There's so much to build off of here in Chicago, but no, the refs want to get in the way and just say, no, we're going to control these games. And I respect Robert Quinn. I know he's going to get fined for it, for coming out and saying, we need to check the refs before we start looking at our coach. Hmm. And I agree with him with this game, respectively. Sorry, Matt Nagy, still got to go, bud. But again, thank you for your effort. But it's true. The refs at this point, they need to overhaul this. And I, I, Minnesota, I mean, NFL, please take my idea. You don't have to give me credit for it. Just do it. Full-time refs. Ref seminars in the offseason. Grade them on a and on a true scale in fine, finable offenses for refs. Hmm. Give them better pay, give them better training, give them a true hold them freaking accountable. They need to be impartial judges of the game. They cannot continue to have these oh subjectivity calls that are going to just absolutely change the outcome of games. They, they should not have the power to say, oh, he said something to me the wrong way. Mm-hmm. They, that, that should affect... Fine. If, if you want to really hold coaches accountable for the words that they say to these NFL refs, find them for it. Stop affecting the game, though. Right. Just because he disrespected you does not mean that this organization or this team should take the hit. That guy who said something offhand to you, that's between you and him, not between you and the game. Yeah. Well, this is a long, long, long going, ongoing issue with with the NFL. And I <sighs> and it has been for so long where you you know, you get these ref crews that come out here and just they upstaged the entire night or the entire afternoon. It's like I had these ticket season ticket holders, people coming out of town. They did not come to see you throw a thousand flags today and just and and it's just or, because you're in your feelings. Thank, thank you. It's just like, man, get look. I don't know if you're getting a failing grade. You made a bad call. I, you should get chewed out for that. Exactly. I, like I said, I don't know if you're getting a failing grade. You're on probation. I, if that, I see this crew. 
in the playoffs, I'm gonna be hot. Because that's just the NFL saying we don't give a damn. Let me let me say this. If I've never seen anything else in major sports, it has come down to crews, <laughs> ref certain referees and ref crews and stuff like that. Nine times out of ten, I've seen they're always at the um, center spot or center, you know, the centerpiece in the playoffs. They and they're highlighted. I don't get it because some kind of way their referee grade has been passing. Some kind of I even though throughout the all the controversy, it is like an it's an outlier. And it's some mm-hmm. kind of way it just it, it offsets and some and it'd be the same crew. Hell, you'll see these you know, in the NBA championship. You know, game seven. Crew. Well or, the or, NBA no, 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 no. is a whole different ordeal. Yeah, same results. But uh, yeah, but, yeah, but we yeah. have undeniable evidence of tampering <laughs> with, with the Absolutely. NBA. <laughs> That's different. NFL <laughs> these, we don't these have are... the evidence. <laughs> Wink, wink. Yeah. But I do have two eyes, and we, and as you do, and we can see clearly. Yeah, it was what's happening. So, but with that, you, go ahead. I, 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 it, I, I don't have much. I, I'm, I mean, I'm just. I'm, <laughs> I'm. just giving you the floor to get that, get it out. I'm pit. It's just I. As I, you should be, because at this point, it's to me what it comes down to is yes, Chicago isn't going to make the playoffs. That's fine, but we also don't have a first round pick, so we are playing for literally pride. And you are ju- you're literally the NFL is just kicking the Bears while they're down. And the other thing that I wanted to make a point was is that when it comes to the NFL and how they handle the refs, I hate it when everybody in the media, even the NFL radio, the the guys that are the face of your mm-hmm. of your sport of your they are the shield basically. Right. NFL radio. Sirius XM, when they're saying this was disgusting by the refs, and then the NFL puts out a report backing the refs, and we see are, it time and time again. Yeah, you know, I'm the NFL. You have to have some sort of integrity to say yes, the ref was wrong in this instance on the tease Tabor play. The ref was wrong. That was not a that that was not a personal foul. That is not what that rule is intended for. That should not have ever been thrown as a flag because he did make the tackle and that was his first priority. Look, you you don't have to sell me. Maybe you have to sell these viewers. Look, I watched the tanked, completely controlled tanked Super Bowl. Okay, yeah. I I've seen it and and then to just go scrolling mind my own business on YouTube and come across a damn video of somebody who actually put a video out on it. And I'm like, okay, just in case I just thought that maybe my personal biases were just in and it wasn't. It's this has been a long-standing issue in the NFL, and it's with these ref crews that they can literally control a game at the drop of a dime at any given point of the game when they choose to, if they want to. Yeah, and we have seen it twice in That's the same season. season in the damn near in the same month with Chicago. Yeah, so. I, That's that. I mean, we can't dwell on it too much longer. We got to wrap things up with these yes. Tuesday games. Um, the Rams, they get to ten and four. They are literally right on the doorstep of taking over the NFC West. Uh, Twenty to ten, beat the Seattle Seahawks. A little bit shaky there in the first half and in the, in the into the third quarter. But hey, Cooper Cup, he's that dude. Nine receptions, one thirty-six, two touchdowns, gets them the win. Um, not. I mean, you got you got how much we want to add on to that. 
Do I need to add anything on to that? I'm I, I don't think you need to. Cup. That's what it was. It was Cooper Cup. Cup. It was Matthew Stafford. It was efficient football. They went in. They got their job done. They got out. And they're moving on to next week. I want to say one quick thing. Kudos to Sony Michelle. Did show up and yeah. had another 18 for day. 92. Two straight weeks. I, I like it. That's I mean, just getting reminiscence of Sony Michelle back in his first rookie year in, in yeah. New England. So just want to throw that out there. That Even with a Daryl Henderson Jr. playing. He actually balled out. And on top of that, Von Miller, we got him a sighting, too, on the defensive end. Yes, I did hear about that. He he came out there. He made a few plays uh, on that game last night. So uh, that, I'm starting to see that chemistry, everything that uh, um, Sean McVay was kind of hoping for when he makes these trades is starting to all gel here, and it's starting to come around, and they're getting hot at the right time. They are. Um, oh so they need, need a few, few things here or there that they need to finish working on. But the second that they have those uh, all solidified, they are they're heading in the right direction. And if they get any more chemistry, if they can continue to gel, man, this is going to be a hard team to stop, in my opinion. And I want to say thank you to the L.A. Rams for beating Seattle, to beating the Seattle Seahawks and Pete Carroll, mm-hmm. because this is only going to tighten the screws more so for Russell Wilson's departure. Thank First you. First losing season for Russell Wilson unacceptable if i'm russell wilson and i'm like and i would i want to be the first to champion that cause let's get russ out of it out of of seattle seriously i've been saying it for two years um eagles get themselves a win uh 27 to 17 versus washington big win for them there um they had another another team got out there on tuesday night had a rough start just man dallas goddard kicks a ball with his heel to to get it picked off uh in, in Washington goes ahead, goes down and scores off of that. And then uh, another uh, fumble, just a bad play. He trips up Jalen Hurts and boom, that ball is going the other way. And now they get a field goal off of that. Just a 10 nothing deficit. And then what's going on with the mechanics of these tight ends in, the, in, in, in these games today? Did you, and I'm only saying when you said the Dallas Goddard play, I'm thinking back to Jerry Cook in the oh, Thursday night game where <laughs> the ball bounces off. <laughs> It hits his pad, bounces off his um helmet, and then he just flies. Over. They make these. They were the Titans this week. Were they? They they looked like just the dunces of the NFL. Like the when you go when you think back to like old school sixties yeah, football, like, like just they like they just wrap their hands up into balls or something. Put it and in the what is it? Stick them? Yeah, just, just, just goop. Man, I'm like, oh my gosh. I mean, you talk about just no mechanics. It just yeah. Uh, anyway, moving on. I, it was just when you said the Goddard play, <laughs> I was reminiscent of the first game of, yeah. the seat of the week. So moving on, yeah. yeah no, just across the board, it was a it was a bad start, but they they settled down. Miles Sanders had himself a day, eighteen for one thirty one. Jalen Hurts. I, here's one thing that I do need to get to before we wrap up this segment. I keep hearing Philadelphia is ready to move on from Jalen Hurts. Based off of this and everything that I've seen, he has been the bright spot of Philadelphia this entire season. Are we really saying that with their with their three number one picks in a in a draft that does not have a clear uh, quarterback prospect that is that is going to be a franchise game changing quarterback? We have no guys that are like that. I got a better way of asking this. No, we're not saying that. But I want I want to I want to couple what you're saying with this. This will be my question to that. Take Jalen Hurts out of the out of the equation. Who's the best player on the team? Goddard. No. Uh, yeah, Goddard. Is it? He was he the most productive this year? I was oh, going to say who's the most this productive year? this year? I because Goddard, yes, he's a talent. 
But who has been the most productive? If you had to just guess. I got no idea. The team sucks. That is my point. <laughs> it could. Some people could say Dallas Goddard. Some people at some point might say, hey, where was Miles Sanders? Some people will even throw out a Devonta Smith. And a few people might even say Jordan Howard. Yeah. The fact that this is the names I'm leaving. Dude, Jalen Hurst, hands down, MVP of his team. 100%. Most he, valuable. He has period. been amazing. This season, and 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 this is me coming into the season where I was like, I don't know what Jalen Hurts is gonna. I don't think Jalen Hurts is gonna be anything this year. That's what I said. I said because we had nothing to go off yeah. of. And and based off of the six games that he had last year, I was like, oh god, this is gonna be bad. But no, he has been the bright spot. He has been everything that they could have wanted and more. And I'm just saying, okay, instead of using those th- one of the first three picks to go get a quarterback to compete against him, go get a veteran. Go mentor him and go get all the pieces that you could possibly want, whether it's defensively or offensively. That's our young quarterback. Yeah, to help him. And then on top of that, you can, if you really are trying to question if he should be your franchise quarterback or not, you give him all the pieces so that you can truly evaluate him because this team sucks. This depth chart, this roster is putrid. So let's go put a team around him and let's see what we can do. Can I petition for for a team? For a franchise right now? Uh, do you got $3.5 billion? Man, I, I'm just saying, can I petition for one? <laughs> I just petition, put a petition in. I'm just saying. Man, Jalen Hurst to Houston, man. I'm, I, I'm sure oh, you're saying, take I thought you were saying <laughs> you get a franchise. No, 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 not to build one. I mean, I, well, if they want to give me one, I mean, on loan, <laughs> on loan. <laughs> I'll pay you back after I make you, bro. <laughs> just let me start it up. Give me the startup money. Yeah, but yeah, anyway, hey. but I will like, I man. I'm, I I would say Houston will lo- open arms. Anything you want, buddy. Houston is yours. Key to the city and all. You know, yes, they will hey. build a gate to give him a key to present him yeah. to open a gate so he can get into his own city. Literally. I'm, I'm just making a point. Are you serious? That I didn't hear any reports of that. They are no, seriously it was, questioning. It was a conversation for the last two days. Is about Jalen Hurts and how he can really, uh, if he really could be the franchise quarterback moving forward and this, that, the other. It's like, if you're really going to try to evaluate him, put a damn team around him. See, Philadelphia, this is why you're going to win a title. It's every- not coming from Philadelphia directly. I, I will, I do want to make that caveat. Oh. This isn't, it isn't oh, like a leaked rumor or anything like that. It's just a question that, that I've been hearing all season long. I thought it was coming from the fan base. No, 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 not a Philadelphia. I was about yeah, to sorry. say, I was like, it's a question that's been coming from like the national media, and <laughs> okay. I'm like, what? Why are we even talking about this? He has been the only bright spot on this team, and that's my point. If it ain't coming out of Philadelphia, this is a non-topic. This is just Fair. some. Yeah, I'm just gonna leave it at that. <laughs> All right.